May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In this morning's Gospel, we find Jesus following the feeding of the 5,000, alone up a hill, praying, resting, recuperating. And his disciples are out on the lake, battling with the wind and the waves. And then he walks towards them on the water, the choppy waves all around him. And we are shown that he truly is the Son of God. What struck me this time in reading this familiar passage was that Jesus walked on the water whilst the storm still raged. And that even when Peter stepped out of the boat, still Jesus didn't calm the storm. Sometimes storms in life continue to rage despite our pleas. And yet still God is with us. And it can be at these times that we encounter God most powerfully. This is the second incident in Matthew with stormy weather, a boat, and a miraculous event. Earlier on, we read of Jesus's calming of the storm when he is asleep in the boat with the disciples and then wakes up to calm the raging storm, the wind and the waves. In that passage, we see Jesus's divinity, his authority and power over the elements. But at the end of that story, we are left with the question, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. There is still some uncertainty. In today's passage, we again see Jesus's authority over the created order as he walks on the water to the disciples' boat, which we read is far out in the lake. When they see him, frightened he is a ghost or some evil spirit, he says to them, take heart, it is I. Or in the Greek, take heart, I am. These are the words for which he is later accused of blasphemy. The words, I am, relating to the Hebrew phrase for God, I am who I am. This is a divine claim. And by contrast to the calming of the storm, today's passage ends with the affirmation, there can be no doubt now, truly you are the Son of God. So often we focus on Peter in this passage, but overlook Jesus' own miraculous walking on the waters and the revelation that's made here to the disciples, leading them to that conclusion that Jesus is divine. It's interesting that this revelation comes to the disciples whilst they're out on the waters, waters which were associated in their culture with fear, chaos, evil. They're frightened by the storm. They cry out in fear when they first see Jesus, themselves concluding that the figure they're seeing is a ghost. And yet, in the midst of this, they encounter Jesus and his divinity is revealed to them. And very often we may find in our own lives 
that it is when we encounter tough times, the storms of life, that we find God and experience God most powerfully. In today's Old Testament passage, we heard of the prophet Elijah. He's had some highs in his ministry, but the story we heard this morning finds him feeling very low, let down by God and let down by the people around him. He has run for his life. He has laid down in the desert and prayed that death might find him. He has been visited by an angel and strengthened. And now he finds himself in a cave and he is frightened and uncertain as to his future. And then Elijah is told to go out of the cave for the presence of God will pass by. But he finds God not in the wind, not in the earthquake and not in the fire. Instead, it is the sound of sheer silence, or as some translations render it, in the quiet whisper, that God appears and then speaks with Elijah. How did Elijah know to go out of the cave at that point? How did he know that God would be in the silence, as opposed to the wind or the earthquake or the fire? It's in our moments of desperation, of brokenness, that we are most open to God. It is at those times in our lives when we need God most, when we turn to God because we have nowhere else to turn, that we tune into God, almost like tuning a radio, and we find that we see and hear God more easily. Maybe that's how Elijah knew God was in the silence as opposed to the raging. He had hit rock bottom and he was desperate for God and was open to God. That rock bottom feeling when you've been broken by the world and by your circumstances is what a friend of ours calls the gift of desperation. This friend is a recovering alcoholic who now helps other recovering alcoholics. And he has seen time and time again addicts who have refused help all the time that they feel they still have some control. Life hasn't quite fallen apart. You can still carry on. It's only when it truly all falls apart that you realise you need help. And that is what he calls the gift of desperation. It is that which empowers you to turn to someone, to God, for help. And that is where Elijah finds himself. He has given everything. It has cost him everything. And now he is frightened and desperate. And it is that gift of desperation that leads him to the mountain cave and to the sound of sheer silence. Now you might wonder what kind of sick God insists on driving us to the point of desperation before he will speak to us. But I don't think that is what is happening. I think it's about us listening and seeing. We don't seek God 
all the times that things are going well. It's only when we find ourselves at rock bottom that we truly tune in to God and so are much more receptive to him. For the disciples in that boat, they found themselves alone. Jesus is not asleep in the boat and needs waking as before. He's not there. And as the waves batter them, they cry out in fear as they glimpse the figure on the water. And it's in that moment that Jesus comes to them with his reassuring and momentous words, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And as Peter clambers out the boat to meet Jesus, Jesus does not make it easy for him. He does not calm the waters but rather waits for Peter to come to him. It's only when they return to the boat that Jesus calms the storm. And so it is amidst the storm that Jesus' divinity is revealed to the disciples. And so we find that it is in our most desperate and most challenging times that we are receptive to God. It is in those times that we are open to God's revelation to what he may have to show us. So let us be encouraged. Don't despair in the hard times, but rather seek God. And God might be glimpsed in the dramatic as the wind and the waves rage around us, or God might be glimpsed in the silence. But either way, God is there, and it is in our tough times that we are most likely to notice. Amen.